Hey there, sports fan. Welcome to the Draft Site Podcast, your home for all professional sports drafts. Brought to you by DraftSite.com, the original full round mock draft site. Now let's get to the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back once again with the DraftSite.com podcast. And as of this moment, when we are recording this podcast, we have but 45 hours, 23 minutes, and 19 seconds until draft time. But, of course, that's a, that's a rough guess. Nobody's counting, are we, Zach? No, no, 19 seconds. At this point now, it's like 14 seconds. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it just rolls on. Oh, just one of the greatest times of the year. Oh, things just smell a little sweeter outside, don't they? Oh. Yeah, it's honestly better than Christmas for me. I, I wait in such anticipation for this day. I can honestly say there's not a day I wait in more anticipation for. There is no off-season in football. It's it's a fallacy. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to roll through that mock draft. We're definitely doing one round with Zach. Seeing how um, if we have time for a second round, I'm going to do it. I will do it solo. But uh, Zach's going to be here for round one. We're going to both go through each of the picks. We'll talk a, a little bit about the team, maybe, and just a little bit about our pick. And if there's a conflicting point of view and we can't settle settle on something, one person's going to have the ultimate say. Um, Zach is going to take all the odd number picks as the uh, final decision maker, and I will take all the evens. So we are going to open the 2016 NFL mock draft, and we'll see how well we do. Top pick overall. Um, and when it's uh, – so since it's odds, we'll let you give your pick first. And then uh, we'll see if we have any disagreements. Top pick overall, Zach, the L.A. Rams are on the clock. Again, yes, I said the L.A. Rams. What do you got? All right, well, we know they're going quarterback. Uh, if you go back to the, pretty much since the beginning of me coming on here, since we brought up this draft class, I said Jared Goff's the best. Uh, I, my, like everyone's first inclination when they traded, I thought it would be Wentz. He just seems like he fits their style of football. But now that I hear that it's Goff, I'm not surprised. I thought he was the best quarterback, hands down the best quarterback. And uh, that's obviously who they're going with. I'm going to agree with you here. I think a little bit has to do with the fact that as a California kid, face of the franchise, you, you're moving a franchise there and you, you want to generate some excitement. So we'll let you make the official pick. It's agreed upon. Make the pick. Boom. Golf. First, pick, first overall pick. Ranch and golf. There we go. And, and this is kind of fitting, too, because the guy that I like most, we, you know, the Eagles have been all over the place. They went from 13 to 8 to 2. They landed two, and even with this quarterback carousel with Sam Bradford and Chase Daniels on the roster, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State, looks to be the quarterback. Do you have any disagreement there, Zach? No, I'm happy for you because you've been talking about Wentz since before anybody, and you're an Eagles fan, so it must be very exciting for you. <laughs> and they're obviously getting one, so I have no uh, no issue with that. A lot to give up, but the last time the Eagles picked number two overall, 1999, a guy by the name of Donovan McNabb. That uh, kind of worked out, especially when you look that he was between Tim Couch and Akili Smith. So with the second pick overall, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz, quarterback, North Dakota State. San Diego Chargers are on the clock. Zach, take it away. Uh, this is very interesting. So they're going to get probably the number one player on their board. I think that you got to go uh, with Larry Tunsil. A lot of people have him the first overall, uh, the first, the highest-rated player on the board. You got to get a, I mean, it's a definite need. And uh, at 
this point in Philip Rivers' career, the window really is closing, so, I mean, you got to protect them. All right, well, I think this comes down to two people who you just spoke about, Laramie Tunsil, who I've had all year as the number two prospect overall. I've had Joey Bosa number one for, for all year. Um, but I also got Jalen Ramsey, and I, I've actually got Jalen Ramsey in the latest mock, and the, and the reason because is they've, they've invested a lot at the offensive tackle position. Believe me, it's not going to surprise me if they take Laramie Tunsil. But I think Jalen Ramsey is the other guy in play here too. And I think this really sets some things up because – Jalen Ramsey's a guy the Cowboys really want it for. If Ramsey goes off the board, I think there's a good chance that this sets off a trade. Um, teams like San Francisco, or what I've been hearing is, is the Titans moving back up, actually moving from 15 to 4 to get back into the top five and actually trading with the Cowboys. So if Ramsey's the pick here, I think it sets off a uh, trade. If not, I think Ramsey's likely going to go to Dallas. But you have the overall pick. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to go with Bosa just because Lawrence gets suspended. He's the number one player on a lot of people's boards, like Tunsil. And uh, it comes down to him and Ramsey. I just think having a, a pass rusher is probably going to be the way to go. I'd want them to draft Zeke. I really do. I think if you put Zeke behind the Cowboys' offensive line, uh, he's, I mean, he's a first-round fantasy running back. He's a guy that could probably run for 1,500 yards. But having Alfred Morris now and having Darren McFadden, who I still think has some good miles on him, uh, you got to go with the disruptive uh, Joey Bosa, who's probably the number one player on their board. So you're so you're taking Laramie Tunsil for the Chargers, correct? Yeah, Tunsil for the Chargers, Bosa for the Cowboys. All right. Well, I agree. I think uh, Tunsil again. I think it's Ramsey, but uh, you're not going to get a lot of um, uh, issue from me there. So we'll put Tunsil there. And again, presuming the Cowboys stay put, they don't trade. I agree with you one thousand percent. It's got to be Joey Bosa. So with the fourth overall pick. Joey Bosa, defensive end, Ohio State. But, again, I think if Ramsey's not there, very, very high probability Dallas is backing out of the top five and they're looking for a dance partner. Ramsey's still there in my situation. Oh, that's – oh, that is true, but um, – Oh, no, but, you know, you can – I forgot, I forgot. Yeah, you know what, we're, we're going to stay with Bosa here, though, just because I, I really hmm, – you know what, we're going we're, we're gonna to change this because I think that is the guy they want. We're going to we're going to go Jalen Ramsey here. We're actually going Jalen Ramsey at four. See this? This is live, people. This is what this is what we do. Jalen Ramsey, cornerback, Florida State. That means Bosa's still in play, and we're at number five, Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's a player they probably look at. Go for it, Zach. I would have taken Ramsey, but since Ramsey's off the board, I go Bosa. There's there's not a team in the NFL that couldn't use Bosa. Uh, I don't think his ceiling's that high. Uh, I've read that his floor time, I think it is. For me, physically, he's a freak, but mentally, he's kind of weak. But at, at five, when you, when you combine him with Dante Fowler, it'll, it'll be a very disruptive defensive line. I think the Jaguars, if they get at least a little bit better on defense, have the ability to win the AFC South next year. Couldn't agree more. And I think, again, Gus Bradley is a guy that, uh, he, he's really, I think going to be looked at very, very closely. If he doesn't produce, this could, I've said it, been on record saying this for a while, he could be the first coach we see to go. And I think he wants guys that are going to come in right away. Maybe Bosa doesn't have the greatest career, but I think of the top five players we just looked at right here, the guy that I think can come in and make the biggest impact from day one is Joey Bosa, and I think that's why he's the number five pick. Well, here. I agree with you. Joey Bosa, Ohio State. 
So we're going to go to number six, the Baltimore Ravens, and this is a uh, very interesting. Looking at the board here and who's left, maybe this is a little bit more of a – I mean, uh, Laramie Tunsil, if he somehow slides down, that's who we actually have in the latest mock, but uh, here Tunsil's off the board. I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I know that there's a lot of talk here that Baltimore is very interested in him. They see him as a, J, uh, as a Jamal Lewis type back, something that has been missing from a Baltimore attack for a while. So, you know, they're, they're very – Baltimore's always been best player available, not necessarily drafting for a position of need. I think this is Ezekiel Elliott here, and he gives them that, that power running that they've been lacking. Uh, I agree. Anytime you have uh, – you mentioned Zeke, I think – I think he's the best player in the draft. I'm obviously biased. I'm a big Buckeye fan. I think it's between Zeke, DeForest, and Ronnie Stanley, and I just think that they have a good enough running back right now, and this is a team that's just really, even though record-wise you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it, but it's just a few pieces away from, uh, from competing for a Super Bowl. I think they go Ronnie Stanley because you get a guy that's a day-one starter but also with an incredible upside. Uh, and he's a, he's a Notre Dame, Alabama-type guy that Ozzie Newsom likes to go after. So, uh that would be my pick. I'm going to – I've got the final say here, and you know what? I, I think there's more people probably leaning Stanley, so I'm going to go there. I think uh, Elliott's more of a, a luxury pick. Ronnie Stanley, I think, is the second-best offensive lineman here. The only thing, the only knock that I've really got is there's a lot of – I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a few teams, especially at the top, that are kind of questioning Stanley's long-term commitment to football. He doesn't really have that passion, and we've heard that about a, a few people sometimes. It pushes them down the board. Apparently that's something that's lacking with Ronnie Stanley that's worried a few teams. So I think maybe that knocks him down. Maybe he goes below Jack Conklin now. But here, we're going to go Ronnie Stanley. He seems like a Raven-type player. So Ronnie Stanley, the pick, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. We'll give you the deciding factor here at number seven, the San Francisco 49ers. What do you see here? Uh, I think they don't go Elliott because they got Hyde. Uh, it's between, for me, DeForest Buckner and Conklin. I really think that uh, Chip Kelly wants Conklin. He can plug in. He can plug in right away. He can play, uh, and just by a little tiny bit over DeForest Buckner. So, okay, you know he's an Oregon guy. So uh, Chip Kelly's gonna have no problem with him. But I gotta go. I gotta go Conklin. Seven for the Forty Nineers. Well, obviously I'm gonna agree here because anyone who's seen mock draft version 21.0 knows that Jack Conklin has been penciled in here. Probably the biggest area of need. Jack Conklin going seventh overall, the offensive tackle for Michigan State. Uh, I'll start it at eight, and we just mentioned him to Forrest Buckner. It's actually my pick at number eight for the Browns. Again, they've moved down from two to eight. It, it, it just seems to be a guy that you can play kind of everywhere on the line. I'm not as high on Buckner, but, again, the versatility, something that Cleveland's really been lacking. I think you put him with last year's first pick, Danny Shelton, and really kind of beefs up the, 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 run, the run defense, something that's been missing in Cleveland. I'm going to Forrest Buckner at eight. I'm going with this being uh, our version of the board. Uh, to me, this is like a slam dunk, no-brainer, Zeke to the Browns. <laughs> it's a perfect player. You need a, some offense. Immediately, he's a Pro Bowl running back. Uh, it takes a lot of pressure off RG3 or Josh McNown, whoever's going to be uh, uh, playing quarterback. But I just really don't see anybody else apart from DeForest or Miles Jack that would even make them consider not going Zeke, and this is a perfect landing spot for him. Then you have to leave the state. I'm just going to have to, for the final ruling here, go to Forrest because that's who we have in the in the mock. But, again, strong with Zeke. Again, that's not going to surprise me. He can go anywhere. Basically, in that 6-11 to 11 range, I think he's definitely going to be gone, and he's going to be on a lot of boards. 
So we'll give you first crack at number nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where do we see the Bucks going? Uh, I have him getting Conklin if he drops this far. Uh, without him dropping this far, I think they go Hargraves. I've been very high on Hargraves all year, and uh, he's dropped a little bit. But uh, to me, he's he's the clear-cut number one corner, uh, and it, it, uh, definitely a top-ten pick. And that agrees with what I've got in Mock Draft uh, 21.0. Vernon Hargraves is there. Um, he's the pick, cornerback from the University of Florida. So a 10, with, he, with him still being on the board, Maybe not the biggest position of need, but one that has been lacking, and it's been kind of a revolving door. This is where we've got Zeke going, the uh, running back from Ohio State. And, again, he's been mentioned in a couple other spots, but in our mock right now, he doesn't have a landing spot. So Ezekiel Elliott to the Giants at number 10. Uh, yeah, in my mock, I had him going a little bit higher, and then I had Leonard Floyd going to the Giants. Because uh, when the Giants were good, they were good because they rushed the passer well. But I have absolutely no problem. As a Giants season ticket holder, I have no problem. Seeing Zeke, I I think Zeke is going to be really really good right away. Uh, good at everything. He's good at blocking. He's good at catching, uh, and he'd be a steal in my mind. The best player in the draft at ten would be a steal. So I'll agree with you. I think the same place where we saw Mr. Gurley go last year. So it's not too early yeah. for a running back. We saw the impact that Gurley had when he came in uh, for the Rams last year. So at number ten overall, Ezekiel Elliott, running back, Ohio State. And if anyone's keeping track there at home. That um, looks to be our third. Uh, is that our? Oh no, our, our second Ohio State player. But trust me, we could have five or six going in the first round. So it's not the last time you're going to hear that team. Boom. Brings us up to the Chicago Bears at 11, outside the top 10. How about the Bears? Uh, I got to go. I got to go with Lawson. Uh, he's ready to play right away. The Bears aren't that far away from being a pretty good team. I think they have, they have really good coaching. Uh, they're a pass rusher away, I think, from being a, from being a pretty solid team. So I think they go him. Maybe some team thinks Noah Spence is worth the risk and gets him. I don't think it's the Bears. I think they go with uh, Shaq Lawson, 11. And Shaq Lawson is who we have in mock draft uh, 21.0. Lawson, I agree with here for a couple reasons. One, they, Chicago is moving to a 3-4 front. But Lawson, sometimes we see those bigger defensive tackles. They put out at end to help a little more with the run. But Lawson... He's, he's kind of that 265 to 270. You can see him maybe beefing up a little bit, still keeping that quickness and being an end, or you just kind of put him on the outside linebacker. So I think you can move him around, and I think he's a valuable piece in that 3-4. Shaq Lawson, 11th overall, defensive end from Clemson, going to the Bears. That brings me to the New Orleans Saints. Um, all kinds of problems on defense last year, and it's uh, a theme that's been going on for the last few seasons. Um, I did consider a wide receiver here. I think that um, overall Laquan Treadwell has been dropping a little bit. Um, I think maybe it's a little too early to take a wide receiver at 12. I think New Orleans could target a receiver, but if they do, they're likely to trade down. I think if New Orleans stays put at 12, they take the defensive player that will help them immediately, and that's where I have Sheldon uh, Rankins, the defensive tackle out of Louisville, because, again, a very versatile guy. You can move him around the line. Uh, for me, uh, I know they want to kind of change identity, and they made that clear when they got rid of Jimmy Graham, uh, and they invested in the offensive defensive line, both picks in the first round. But you need to have some pass catchers for Drew Brees. Uh, I understand that Laquan Treadwell didn't run the best 40 times. He's the best receiver, and when you have a receiver that's as good as him combined with Drew Brees, Drew Brees is going to make him an even better receiver. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people early on in the mock, uh, in the mock process had him up there at the 40 
getting drafted by the 49ers, maybe the Ravens or the Browns. Uh, I still am pretty high on him, and I think he'd be uh, perfect in New Orleans. doesn't have to go very far. I think his last game was in the, uh, in the Superdome anyways. That's correct, and it's, it's enough to sway me because I've had him here for a number of a number of times. I think they'll consider Rankins, but I, we've got no problem putting him there. So at 12, we will go Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver, Ole Miss, which leaves you as the deciding party for number 13, the Miami Dolphins, who again have moved down from 8 uh, to 13 as a result of that Byron Maxwell-Kiko Alonso trade with Philadelphia the first time they moved up. What do we see with the Dolphins? Uh, I put Hargraves in, in mind, but we have Hargraves going already, and, uh, we forgot about, I forgot about Leonard Floyd, who I might have considered the Bears taking. Uh, but I gotta go Leonard Floyd to Miami. Just, uh, a pass rusher. They need a pass rusher. They lost, and him or Spence, but I'm gonna go with him, because he's still on the board. Uh, and. Okay, well. They need a pass rusher. Vernon's gone. You'll, you'll have ultimate say in this pick, but in, uh, version 21.0. Uh, they definitely need help in the secondary as well, and I've got another Ohio State player there, someone that they're very, very high on, Eli Apple, the cornerback. Um, so I've got no problem if Floyd is the ultimate selection here, but I know Eli Apple's another guy that they seem to be very, very high on. Um, so secondary or rushing the passer agreed, both areas of need. So you've got the ultimate say. Is it enough to sway you? Uh, we go Floyd or Apple? Yeah, it's a, anytime you throw a buck on there, it's enough to sway me. Eli is great. He's big. Uh, he'll be a great NFL corner. Uh, I'll go with Eli. 13 pick, right, Miami Eli Apple. Eli Apple. A sweet name, too. <laughs> Absolutely, Eli Apple from Ohio State. Brings me to 14, the Oakland Raiders. I actually had Ronnie Stanley slipping a little bit um, all the way to 14 to Oakland. But um, judging by who we still have on the board, I had Rankins going at 12. But with Sheldon Rankins still available, uh, I think we put him here at 14 with Oakland. I think maybe even a pass rusher here would be good, a player like Leonard Floyd. But, again, they've invested a lot of money bringing Bruce Irvin in there uh, as well with Khalil Mack. So, for that reason, I think they stick to the line. And uh, I'll go Sheldon Rankins here, the defensive tackle from Louisville. Uh, I'm going to go Reggie Ragland just to, to give him somebody in the middle that could uh, could be dominant. Uh, and you put him next to Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin, I mean, it gives him possibly the most formidable linebacking core uh, in the NFL. All right, that's definitely a consideration, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Rankins here. It's a little lower than what I had him, but we'll go Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle, Louisville at 14, and you are on the clock for the Tennessee Titans, who once had the number one overall pick. They're now at 15. They've acquired a ton of picks. What do they do now, sitting at 15 in the middle of the draft? I have a feeling that they probably looked at all the tackles and thought Keller Decker's not as bad as people think he is. He's probably uh, one deviation away from the top tackles. They trade down. He's get he's right there exactly where they expect him to be, and they feel like a genius for ripping off the Browns. Well, you're not going to get an argument from me because the latest version of the mock, that's where we've got Taylor Decker. Um, I, I, I think that he's a very good tackle, but you also got to think, hey, uh, Taylor Lewan was drafted just a couple of years ago, so Decker's not a guy who's coming in and maybe expected to be a left tackle. Um, I think Decker's a very good tackle. The only question is, can he be a left tackle at the NFL level? I'm not so sure about that. I think he's a solid, solid right tackle. But with Luan there, I think that's a good fit. So I agree wholeheartedly. So you make the official call, but you you got me, Swade. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take Decker. And I think Decker and Luan, being an Ohio State fan, obviously watching both Ohio State and Michigan closely, will be good friends. Uh, they're very similar <laughs> 
very, very similar. So I, I think it's a good it's a good thing for Tennessee. And anytime you draft a quarterback, you're always going to be uh, you know trying to protect him in the uh, the upcoming years. Great point. Good point that hadn't been made yet. Absolutely. Always a best friend there. So Taylor Decker, offensive tackle, Ohio State. 16 brings us to the middle of the first round, the Detroit Lions. I think they're still reeling a little bit in the middle. No Nick Fairley anymore, of course, and Dominican Sue leaving last year for the Dolphins. Here with only one defensive tackle off the board, there's a couple of big options available. To me, it comes down to which Alabama guy do you want? Do you want Ashawn Robinson? He's probably seen as more as the run stuffer. Well, I've actually got Jaron Reed, the defensive tackle, I think gives them a little more penetration, and I think overall is just a very, very good fit. I think Taylor Decker would have been someone they really, really considered here. But with him off, I think it makes it a little easier. And I have Jaron Reed, the defensive tackle from Alabama, as the pick for the Lions. How do you see it? Uh, I think uh, that I'm high on Stafford. Watched him the end of last year. I thought he was really, really good. And I know they signed Marvin Jones. Both Marvin Jones – and Golden Tate are guys that can definitely play in the slot, and I would make an argument that both of them are better in the slot. I think you go out and you get a guy that you can put on the outside uh, and that really fits Stafford's game, and that's uh, Dachshund. To jump ball. I watch all the jump balls this guy won in college, and, uh, and he's no Megatron, but he's a guy you could put in there, and uh, just having him there is going to make Marvin Jones and Golden Tate better because they're like Eric Decker, all these guys, they're all in the same class. They need to be like, there needs to be three good receivers for any of them to be effective. Having those two guys as your top receivers isn't going to do it. And Stafford's a good enough quarterback at this point in his career, you know, where he can win you games if you give him some good receivers. That's enough to sway me. I think Reed's more of a big, bigger need. But I, I do think that there's still enough quality defensive tackles to take in round two. Deep class, so very deep class. But with the wide receivers, I don't think the class is as deep. So maybe because of that argument, I think, you know, hey, the, the field isn't as deep. Maybe we get our guy now. So because of that, I'm, I think you swayed me. We'll go Josh Doxson, uh, 16, wide receiver from TCU. And that brings you as the deciding party for the Atlanta Falcons at 17, leading off the second half of the first round. Uh, in mine, I have Sheldon Rankins, but he's gone in this one. So I'm going to go uh, Darren Lee. I've been reading some articles about Darren Lee where they're like, he's overrated. It's because he ran a fast 40 time. That's why people uh, are high on him. That's just wrong. He was good. He was all over the field on Ohio State. Uh, he missed a lot of tackles, but it's amazing how quickly he gets in the backfield. Um, he's, I mean, perfect for Dan Quinn. Uh, no-brainer. I go Darren Lee. Well, there, you're not going to get an argument from me. He's a, definitely a, an area of need there. Actually, I have him on our latest mock as the very next team going to Indianapolis. So this is kind of the area where I think we see him. I think here really it's more position. I think the Falcons really have no safeties. And one guy who's really, really moving up the boards quickly, and you're going to see go a lot higher than people think, Carl Joseph, the, the safety out of West Virginia, I think this is a great a great place for him. Atlanta has really nothing at the safety position, and I think um, they may not be in a position to wait around for round two or three. You won't get an argument from me from Darren Lee. That's definitely a consideration. But in my mind, you know I'm what? You know what? You 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 swayed me. You swayed me because I was I was holding out. I was uh I was holding Carl Joseph because I really want him for the Steelers. I know Tomlin showed up this pro day. He's a perfect Steeler. Uh I really hope he slips to 25, because that's who I want this year for Pittsburgh. Just he, he could fit in right away. I know everyone thinks Pittsburgh needs a corner, but uh, I was very high on Senquez Golson last year. He'll be back healthy. Uh, I'm hoping Joseph, but you swayed me, because I, I would take Joseph to the Steelers. If anything, I would 
want the uh, Falcons to take lead just for just for Joseph to fall. All right, well, we'll put Carl Joseph, the safety there from West Virginia, then it sounds like. And we just talked about Darren Lee at length, and this is where I had him. I had him in Indianapolis. I think another surprise pick here, there always seems to be one center. I think he goes a little bit later, but maybe Ryan Kelly, just because we've seen Indianapolis is, just seems like they've got a lot of problems in the middle. Uh, the offensive line protecting off, uh, um, uh, Andrew Luck, or, of course, the linebacker outside or inside. This could be a Reggie Ragland pick as well. He's still available. But here, this is where I actually had Darren Lee. Uh, this is the only trade I had happen. I had the Broncos and the Colts, you know, just because they seem like they have some sort of connection because of Peyton Manning trading. And the Broncos giving up whatever they have to to get to this pick, and they take Paxton Lynch. <laughs> because it's right before the Bills and the Jets, two teams, especially with Fitzpatrick not under contract, that I would, would think would be considering Paxton Lynch. That's a very, very good and, and if I would definitely go along with that if we're, if we're definitely doing trades here. So that that's – but with with us staying put and, and not having an official trader, I'm going to put Darren Lee. But absolutely, I could not agree with you more on Paxson Lynch because in our latest mock where we have everybody staying still without trades, I actually have Lynch going before that. I actually have him going as the heir apparent uh, to the Arizona Cardinals, maybe for Carson Palmer because obviously, what, he's going to be 36, I believe, next year. And uh, we've seen yeah. – from two seasons ago what the drop-off is, but that makes perfect sense. But here with no trades, we'll go Darren Lee. If there's a trade, I'm, that is perfect. That is a dream scenario. Denver gets their guy. But here we'll, we'll go Darren Lee with, with no trades, and we have another. That's the fourth Ohio State person off the board. And actually our oh. first, I believe, draft-eligible sophomore, I believe. It's, a lot of people don't realize that. Darren Lee actually has two years of eligibility left, or had two years of eligibility left. Brings us to the Buffalo Bills at 19. You are on the clock, Zach. What do you see with the Bills? Rex Ryan really seems to like Clemson players. Uh, Kevin Dodd's still on the board. Rex Ryan's uh, definitely coaching for his job this year. I even think the the, the owner told him that. Uh, Kevin Dodd's a guy that maybe the ceiling's not as high like we spoke about earlier, but the floor is pretty high, and right away he adds to the Buffalo Bills and helps them compete. You won't get any uh, argument from me if that's where you, you want to go as the ultimate guy deciding this pick. Um, he had more tackles for loss than anyone at the NCAA level last year. This is where I had Reggie Raglan. Uh, again, another defensive presence there, so I'll just throw his name out, and uh, we'll leave it between Raglan and Dodd, and you've got the ultimate say. I got Dodd. I heard he was like uh, hanging out with all the Clemson players earlier in the year. Uh, so I think it's either going to be Dodd or Mackenzie Alexander, and – Dodd is, uh, you know, the guy that next year will be ready to play football and could be a guy that could easily get 10 sacks in the NFL. Yeah, I think a lot of people started this season with Shaq Lawson being a surefire top 10 pick. And he, he had a good year, didn't really disappoint, but I think uh, some of that has been swayed a lot with, you know, how effective is he without Kevin Dodd there or vice versa. I think that's one of the more interesting questions of this draft that not a, enough people seem to be paying attention to. But uh, we're – I see them both go very high. So we've got Kevin Dodd, defensive end from Clemson. So uh, I'm up at 20 with the Jets, and I know you mentioned him earlier, and I think this is the perfect situation for him. This is where I have Leonard Floyd going to the New York Jets at number 20. Uh, but in this scenario, I think we have Floyd off the board. Uh, I'd have to uh, go with Kendall Fuller. Uh, Floyd is actually still on. I'm looking here. We oh, have Floyd is? Oh, oh, then I have no – Floyd oh, is on. If you wrote it down, and I'm just uh, – 
Uh, wrong. I, I have no problem with Floyd. If Floyd's on at this point right here for the Jets, that's like a slam dunk pick. Floyd at 20, perfect schematic fit. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Leonard Floyd, linebacker from Georgia off the board. So you're up at 21. We're now entering the playoff phase. The teams that made the playoffs last year, of course, we kick off with the NFC East champion Washington Redskins. Where do we see the Redskins going? This is where I got my runner receivers going. And I heard, uh, and it's not just because I'm a Buckeye fan, I heard that uh, Michael Thomas is the top receiver on their board. I could see him being a very good receiver for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I go Michael Thomas earlier than a lot of people think. You're not going to get an argument from me. I think Thomas is going to go in that 20 to 35 range. I don't think he's a slam dunk first rounder, but I think there's a high probability. Uh, but this is where I had Sean Robinson. I think there's a, a big need along the line, maybe even at linebacker if Ragland's still there. But Ragland was off the board here. Ragland's a player they really, really like. I had Sean Robinson, but, again, I've got no issue with a wide receiver whatsoever. You've got the final call, Washington Redskins. Who's the pick? I'm going to go Michael Thomas because uh, uh, on defense they already invested in Josh Norman. I think he, their offense, especially losing Alfred Morris, I mean, uh, they def- they, they're going to need some weapons. Uh, Jordan Reed is really what they got right now. And Jordan Reed is going to be a free agent at the end of this season, so that's going to be – so we're talking Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed. One's got to wonder uh, how much they're, they're really going to have to throw around there. So we've got Michael Thomas. That's five Ohio State Buckeyes. Again, the record is six. I believe it was 2003. 2003 or 2004, we had six Miami Hurricanes going round one. But uh, that, that could be a record that is, I think, tied this year. Maybe even broken, but I think definitely a good bet to be tied. So that puts us at 22. Um, I've got the final call on the Houston Texans. Now, you did mention a, one, a run on receivers. And I actually did have receivers going 22 to 24 in my mock, so I think we're kind of along the same lines here. Um, a guy that I think complements a, a taller um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who I think has ascended into the best receiver in the AFC. I think he has surpassed A.J. Green. I think Hopkins is the man. I've got Corey Coleman. This is Antonio another Antonio Brown. Guy. Are you sleeping on? Are you sleeping on Antonio Brown? <laughs> he's he's oh, the best yeah. receiver in the NFL. Are you kidding me? I don't even think uh, it's close. I don't even think it's close. <laughs> I really, really like Hopkins. I think you put Hopkins with uh, with Roethlisberger, and mm, you've got some good numbers too. But you're not going to get a you're not going to get a lot of argument out of me. Uh, Antonio Brown is definitely undervalued. I probably didn't undervalue him there, but I've got Corey Coleman. I think uh, they need another weapon there with the Texans. I think Corey Coleman, a little bit smaller, uh, but he's got the speed. Texas guy. I think Corey Coleman's a good fit for the Texans. Uh, I I agree, but I'm going I'm going Fuller. He just seems like more like a Texans guy, like a Rick Smith kind of guy. Uh, and he's a burner. And I think if you have speed uh, opposite DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to be drawing you know a crazy amount of double teams, um, you're going to be in good shape. And I know Fuller drops a lot of passes and doesn't look polished in a lot of the other routes, but deep ball, the guy scores a lot of touchdowns. I think he has the most touchdowns in Notre Dame history. Uh, perfect. Uh, and, and he'll be the beneficiary of being opposite Hopkins. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams that like Fuller more than Coleman. I'm going to give you that, but I'm going to get, I'm going to make Coleman the ultimate choice here, just because the Texans are a team that uh, they're really, really, really like Corey Coleman. But we're going to go 23. The Minnesota Vikings could be another area for a wide receiver. What are you thinking here? Well, I had Coleman, but then uh, I can't go Fuller here because Fuller, to me, needs to be across from DeAndre Hopkins because he's kind of a one-trick pony. Uh, for the Vikings, 
I and see. just to let you know, I, I had I had Fuller at Cincinnati with the next pick, just to let you know. Um, Fuller at Cincinnati. And, and, and for, for me, this is where I had Treadwell falling, but uh, there's the, you know, wide receivers or some other areas. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know here at this point. Do we have, is Reed off the board? Jaron Reed is not. I take him just because it's, it's Mike Zimmer. It's a quality interior defensive lineman. Uh, why not? Seems like a Vikings style pick. And you, that's you a good pick. In the second round. Because I think that this would be great value because I see Reed as well kind of going a little bit higher. But, you know, we always see this. Guys that are on a number of boards but just go a little bit lower. They just, you know, you can be the bridesmaid on four, four teams uh, boards. But if you're just never that first pick, you seem to slide a little bit. Well, I think it's tremendous value. So I'll go Jaron Reed, 23 here. Absolutely, defensive tackle Alabama. 24, this is where I had Will Fuller, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. Um, we'll let it up to you now as far as the Cincinnati Bengals and maybe some needs for them. Yeah, definitely Will Fuller. Like I said, Will Fuller will be very good if he's opposite DeAndre Hopkins or A.J. Green. Uh, I don't think he's a, a number one style receiver. I think he's a very good number two style receiver. Uh, and So I have no problem with it. All right. Well, this is a good pick for you. Your Pittsburgh Steelers at 25. What? Where do you see the Steelers going? I, I could see them going so many different ways. Uh, I'm just happy even with them being on the pretend clock right now. Uh, obviously, cornerback wouldn't be a surprise. Um, I like that you have – I saw in your draft you had Fuller. Uh, I thought that was a uh, a good pick, and he's definitely a Steelers-style player. I wouldn't be upset with Noah Spence because I think he's the most talented player at left. Uh, and then you can get rid of Jarvis Jones, who's uh, just straight trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really straight gonna, trash. I like to class it up and say garbage, garbage. Yeah, garbage, whatever you want to call it. Oh, uh, William Jackson uh, would be a nice. If pick. I could throw one more name into the fray here, Von Bell. Oh. Is Von Bell? Do you see Von yeah, Bell? Oh, Von Bell. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Von Bell. Ooh, I mean, wait for your wait for your turn. Uh, I like Von. I like Chris Jones from uh, Mississippi State, and I'm going to go with a wild there card here. And I'm I, and I'm going to I'm going to give him the the edge because it's Colbert's never drafted the cornerback in the first round. He makes a living off of drafting him in the second and third round. I think they need safety more than a corner because people forget they don't send send Quez Golson. Chris Jones is just like a a, a perfect fit. I, I know that he has uh, they said motor and attitude problems, but Put him in the Steelers' locker room, uh, and I think he's going to be fine next to a guy like Cam Haywood that's just motor all day, park. I'll tell you, uh, I'll I'll tell you right now, if it, if it weren't Fuller, Chris Jones was my second pick here because he seemed like a Pittsburgh player. I think there's more of a need along the interior than people realize. They look at that secondary and that secondary alone. Yes, it's a big need, but as you said, they, they tend to go away from there. Kendall Fuller's a guy they really like, but... I can definitely see Chris Jones, and that's enough to sway me. We're putting Chris Jones, defensive tackle, Mississippi State, and he is a guy that I really, really like. He's one of those guys that doesn't jump out of the first rounder that I think could wind up being the steal of this draft. You go back and look in a, in a couple of years going, wow, how'd that guy go down that far? Look at all these players drafted in front of him. Uh, Chris Jones could be that guy. Great pick. So we'll go to 26, the Seattle Seahawks, and again, they really got to build that offensive line, and this is where I had the center going. Ryan Kelly, they gave up that center. Um, they gave up uh, Unger in, in the attempt to kind of beef up the passing game for Jimmy Graham. 
And I think you realize just how much they missed him last year when Unger was hurt the season before. Um, just what an impact that had along their offensive line. So I think a little more of a reach. People don't think a center is a lot of a sexy first-round pick, but it's a definite need. And I think Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama, is a good pick here for Seattle. Yes, slam dunk pick. They love they love Alabama offensive linemen. They'll never make the sexy pick ever. They drafted Bruce Irvin 15th overall. They drafted James Carpenter in the first round when nobody was even talking about James Carpenter. Uh, he fits the need. He, he fits their their draft tendencies. I had I had him too. Same player. All right. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. We got the Green Bay Packers at 27. How do you see Green Bay? Uh, I got, at our board. I think we have Ashawn Robinson still available. Is he still available? We still have him available, correct? Yeah, he fits in need. Uh, they're very lucky to get him this late in the draft. And anytime you get an Alabama player, they're ready to play right away, and uh, the Packers are ready to compete for Super Bowl right away. So it works out. Absolutely. And we talked about, uh, well, well, B.J. Raji is apparently not going to be playing, wants to take a, at least a year off or maybe longer. I had Andrew Billings here, but, again, in my mock, Robinson was already off the board, so it makes perfect sense. I have no problem with going Robinson there. Again, I had Andrew Billings from Baylor, but it's the same position. But I had Robinson at 21, so it sounds like we're agreeing on Ashawn Robinson at 27 here, correct? Yep. Ashawn Robinson, Tackle Alabama, brings us up to 28, Kansas City. And we saw what Kansas City did last year with Marcus Peters. They had the defensive rookie of the year, and I think he's already one of the top five corners in football. Why not go to that position of strength? Here's where you take William Jackson, uh, the corner out of Houston, I think that even solidifies on the other side because while Jackson might not be the best corner in this draft, uh, he led the NCAA in passes defense, and I think of, of all the corners, he could be the guy that's the most ready to play, which was kind of what everyone said about Peters last year. So I think it kind of cuts down. Uh, a lot of people are going to challenge him, and it's going to be just like we saw with Peters last year. He's going to be making plays and really popping out, and then when you try to go away from him, you're throwing a Marcus Peters. I think you've got a potential lockdown right there you put Jackson and, and Peters together, ooh, that's, that's a problem for years to come. So I've got William Jackson, corner out of Houston. Yeah, I had Jackson as well, so I completely agree. Um, I, uh, Sean Smith's gone. They're going to need somebody to line up opposite of him. Uh, that person's probably going to get a lot of action because Peters has already proved himself as a shutdown corner. I like him. Uh, it's between him and Kendall Fuller, but uh, I'll take Jackson. Sounds good. William Jackson it is. Prince us to 29, Arizona. Again, this is where I had Lynch going. Um, a 29, and again, we would have New England, but we all know about the slate game. It came up again. Tom Brady's going to serve the four games now. But uh, they forfeited the pick, so we go to uh, Arizona, who would be 30th, but they're on the board 29th overall in the first round. How do you have the Cardinals looking at this selection? Indeed. Uh, sorry, Indeed, uh, They have a closing window. They got Chandler Jones. They definitely need a quarterback. I think it's still too early to get a quarterback. They can get one with the second round, maybe third round. Uh, he gives them a chance to have a pass rusher opposite Chandler Jones. It could really be like a top ten quality pick. I don't know if we have Noah Spence still on the board, too, but Noah Spence would be another player. And if it is Noah Spence, well, I would take Noah Spence. But one of the trouble uh, players, soon, I think that's a good enough locker room that you could uh, put them in and they'd flourish. As soon as you started talking about it, that it was popping through my head like, yes, Spence is still here. Absolutely. Eastern Kentucky by, by way of Ohio State, so it's almost like five and a half Ohio State players now. But um, no, no argument here. Noah Spence, it's definitely a position of need. Uh, brings us up to number 30, the Carolina Panthers. 
I will take them, and you'll have Denver at 31. Um, Carolina, number of number of positions they can go here. I think maybe even Derrick Henry. He could sneak into round one. Um, Jonathan Stewart, maybe not a lot of miles on the tires, but, again, he's been in the league a, a little longer than what people realize. Maybe it's a luxury pick. But, again, I still think they haven't properly addressed the offensive line. I have Jermaine Afidi, the uh, offensive tackle out of Texas A&M. I think he's the guy that probably comes in and makes the most impact from day one. And uh, I just think it's uh, it's definitely more of an area of need for, for Carolina is shoring up that offensive line. I'm going to go with your first inclination and uh, go Derek Henry because uh, a very underrated player. I know he runs upright. I'm not sure how sustainable that is, but the Panthers are showing that they can beat the Super Bowls right away, and he just fits their team perfectly. Imagine coming out to play an offense seeing Kelvin Benjamin, Cam Newton, and Derrick Henry walk out the tunnel, just these gigantic skill players. Uh, he's a perfect fit for me in Carolina. So I'll go I'll go. Yeah, you probably see those those three not knowing who they are and going, wow, that's quite a defensive line. So who are they going to run out on offense? Crazy. I mean, that's crazy, the NFL. Imagine the, imagine the <laughs> NFL team in the 50s seeing those guys come out at the skill positions. Well, that's enough to sway me. We're going to put Derrick uh, Henry. I've got no problems there. So we're going to turn it over to 31. The Denver Broncos, Paxton Lynch is still out there. Do they go there, or do they go another position? Oh, Paxton Lynch is here, yeah. He's in my hypothetical. Uh, they traded up to 18 to get him. Uh, he's like he, he's like Brock Osweiler. Uh, you don't have to play him right away because their team is good enough where they could have Mark Sanchez or, or me play quarterback, you know, and they could probably compete for the wild card. Uh, so Paxton Lynch is a guy that could go in right away with very, very good receivers. Uh, kind of an improv quarterback. I've noticed quarterbacks that go and ready to play in the NFL always have a, a fluke first year because no defensive coordinator no, really knows how to game plan for him. Uh, and that could be Paxton Lynch this year in Denver. Well, you're going to get no argument from, from me here because I think there's obviously, uh, like you said, he's a Brock Osweiler clone, six foot seven, needs a little bit of work. But uh, you've got a guy in Mark Sanchez, too, if they decide to start him. He's serviceable. He's not going to be a guy that's going to lead you to the promised land, but – you know, he's, he's serviceable. He's got experience. Uh, again, I had him off the board to Arizona, but with him still here, I've got no problem. Uh, and actually, in my mock, this would have been my, maybe my surprise just going for with Lynch already gone. I had Robert Amici actually going here to Denver, just thinking that, again, best player available. Lynch is already off the board. We take a quarterback later. But uh, with here, with Lynch still available, no, no problem. So real quickly, before we end the call, we're just going to recap um, what we actually have for our combined effort uh, mock draft. At one overall, um, the L.A. Rams select Jared Goff, quarterback from Cal. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at two, Carson Wentz, quarterback from North Dakota State. We have Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle from Ole Miss, going to San Diego. Uh, Joey Bosa, or actually we've got uh, Jalen Ramsey at four, the corner from Florida State going to Dallas. Joey Bosa, defensive end, Ohio State. Going to Jacksonville. At six, Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. Seven, Jack Conklin, also offensive tackle for Michigan State. DeForest Buckner, the defensive tackle from Oregon, going to the Cleveland Browns at eight. Nine, Vernon Hargraves, corner from Florida. Rounding out the top ten, Ezekiel Elliott, running back, Ohio State, going to the Giants. Chicago Bears picking at 11, Shaq Lawson, defensive end, Clemson. At 12, Laquan Treadwell. Wide receiver Old Miss to New Orleans. At 13, the Miami Dolphins select Eli Apple, cornerback, Ohio State. 14, the Oakland Raiders select Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle, Louisville. 
Uh, at 15, we have the Tennessee Titans with Taylor Decker, offensive tackle, Ohio State. 16, Josh Doxson, wide receiver, TCU, going to the Lions. The Atlanta Falcons at 17 select Carl Joseph, safety from West Virginia. 18, the Indianapolis Colts select Darren Lee, linebacker from Ohio State. 19, the Buffalo Bills, Kevin Dodd, defensive end from Clemson. At 20, New York Jets, Leonard Floyd, linebacker, Georgia. 21, Washington Redskins, Michael Thomas, wide receiver, Ohio State. 22, the Houston Texans, Corey Coleman, wide receiver, Baylor. 23, the Minnesota Vikings, Darren Reed, defensive tackle, Alabama. 24, uh, the, um, oh gosh, I just had a brain cramp there. Bengals? Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Thank you. At 24, Will Fuller, wide receiver, Notre Dame. 25, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris Jones, defensive tackle, Mississippi State. 26, the Seattle Seahawks with Ryan Kelly, center from Alabama. Staying with Alabama, 27, Ashawn Robinson, the defensive tackle, on his way to Green Bay. 28, uh, Kansas City Chiefs with William Jackson, corner out of the University of Houston. 29, Noah Spence, defensive end from Eastern Kentucky. Again, uh, the next pick would have been the Patriots. That's been forfeited. So the 30th pick overall, Derrick Henry, back from Alabama, going to the Carolina Panthers. And the Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos, close out round one with the third quarterback selected, Paxton, Re- Paxton Lynch, the quarterback from the University of Memphis. That's our first round mock. We'll see how good we do. There's lots of things that will probably change in the next 45 hours or so. But I had fun. How about you there? Uh, plenty of fun, Zach. Good. Let me ask you, know, you this. If, you, if, we, if the Patriots don't get suspended, let's make their pick. Ooh, that's a good good thought. Uh, I, you know what? I think if he's still on the board, you talk about a player that can come into a team, the right locker room, the right environment, knowing what they've lost on Dean's defense. Don't the Patriots see Robert Nemici right here as a, oh, this guy's just super talented, a, a guy that a lot of people would say is a top-five talent overall. Put him on the Patriots, move him around, and just make him an absolute terror. Belichick thinks, oh, we, we can make this. We can set this guy straight. He's got too much talent to pass up. I think Michi would be a perfect pick. I like it. They've had they've had some up and down times with these uh, with these polarizing players. It always hasn't been great. I know they're winning. It always seems like it's been great. But I go with a player that I think is uh, really underrated and is right away very good. Sterling Shepard <laughs> or, or Braxton, oh. leaning towards one of them. But they need another they need another playmaker. Uh, and Brady makes anybody really look good. They got Martellus Bennett and Gronkowski and Edelman. Another guy, and I think Sterling Shepard would be perfect for the Patriots, uh, would really, you know, make that passing game borderline unstoppable. I think that's a very good pick, but also think about where they would pick and they would get to him before Carolina. How would Derrick Henry look as a as a New England Patriot? I like a little Garrett Blunt, a little bit, hopefully with a little bit more discipline. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty insane. Uh, that would definitely be insane. Yeah, crazy. But, yeah. Good there. I, I think good arguments for both. I think that fits. And, uh, again, you're right. Uh, it hasn't always been roses for some of the, the top players or one of the ones that, quote, have had some discipline problems. Uh, but I think uh, Nemechi and, and what they've kind of lost on defense recently, I think that, that would be uh, one to consider as well. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no problem with that, losing Chandler Jones. Absolutely. I, one of the most underrated players, I think, you know, in the first eight games, 
right there. To me, Chandler Jones at the beginning of the year was right there with J.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year. He was he was that good. And sometimes it's not always the numbers. And it's the one thing I would say about the Eagles as well with uh, Fletcher Cox. He's not among the leaders in sacks. What the Eagles ask him to do, he's just a monster. Uh, another guy that I think is very underrated. Uh, but yeah, Chris Jones, Jones baby, probably. Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Fletcher Cox. <laughs> Absolutely, we're talking. We're talking same uh, same university out of Mississippi State. So let me ask you one last question: Who drafts Hackenberg? I think there's a very good chance the Cowboys in round two. I think it's, it comes down to Hackenberg or Cook. I think they kind of like them both. I think that they, I think they think that they can sit there, or even like you said, if if for some reason Paxton Lynch is gone and the Broncos really want a quarterback that bad, I wouldn't be shocked. So what about did. Cardell? Where's Cardell go? Uh, I actually have him as one of the top picks. Uh, I think he's a third or fourth rounder. I think Arizona's a team that's worked him hard if they, if they go away from Lynch. Actually, the two teams that have worked him the hardest look to have been the Cardinals and the Chargers. Uh, maybe they're thinking something beyond Phillip Rivers, and I actually have him going to yeah. the Chargers in the latest mock. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm always looking up. Teams are all over him. Yeah, two teams that seem to be all over him. The the Cardinals are all about him, but so are the Chargers. The Chargers are really. And I don't know. You think you think the Steelers look quarterback anytime? You think they they've got enough confidence in Landry Jones? Uh, Or maybe I'm a little Uh, later. But I I think Ben's got. Ben, the Steelers do an amazing thing because the thing that I've noticed following other players on Instagram is they're all just football nerds. They just love playing football. That's the common denominator throughout the entire, like, Rooney administration is it's people that are obsessed with playing football. Uh, so I'm Ben's not even thinking about retiring. I don't think Ben retires for another four years. Great show. Um, we're going to be on live blogging uh, during the draft and um – Offering plenty of commentary for everyone out there if they want to log in, kind of get their up to the minute or up to, we'll even say up to the second analysis of what's going on, potential picks, what we're hearing. So uh, it's going to be great. Can't wait to the the wrap-up show as well with you, Zach. Um, Have a great draft, my friend. Yeah, I know. Talk to you very soon. Have a great week and have fun with the NFL draft again starting. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Holy crap. (laughs) All right. Talk to you. All right, guys. Boom.